0: Voicing your ears and the face on your screen. I'm Perfect Purvis, and this is American Football in Finland. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Q Floyd. What's going on? All right. The AFF podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Seriously, American Football in Finland is currently available on 25 platforms. Wherever you listen, be sure to rate us. Anything less than five stars will tell us that you are a hater. And I guess i got to add this on here, too. We are on YouTube. This video goes up on YouTube. You can follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel at American Football in Finland as well on there, okay? We're we doing everything this year, everything. So uh, this is season five. We really appreciate the online support we've been getting on social media, we just got over a thousand followers during this last week. I think we're at like a thousand and twenty five or something like that by, right now. So that's awesome. And we appreciate it. So we're going to keep this thing going. And before we even get into the show, Q, how was the weekend, man?
1: Oh, man. Weekend was great, man. Another uh, fun field, uh, crazy football weekend. But, you know, it was cool, man. Everything's good here. So it's all good.
0: Yeah, yeah I actually got to spend some time. Uh, with my daughter without being super tired myself. So, well, I ended up, you know, being a little tired, but it was fun, it was fun. We saw some friends and I didn't go to any of the games physically this weekend, and I'm glad I didn't. It wasn't worth it, Them two blowouts. I mean, I wasn't fit to travel all the way to Vasa, no offense, Royals, but glad y'all did what y'all did. So I think it was a good weekend all in all. So let's get into it. All right. So it's that time, man. Uh, let's get it off our chest. What do you want to get off your chest
1: today, Q? Oh, man, what I want to get off my chest today is, can anybody in the Maple League consistently kick extra points? Right. Well, I, would say, <laughs> I won't say field goals because I don't expect that, but extra points, oh, my gosh, like, I've watched so many just, like, it's not even the kick, it's just the blocking. It's like people, It's like nobody just even cared about the extra points, like, uh most of these teams if they score you can guarantee that somebody's gonna miss the extra point. That's how I feel now when I watch like it's it's just becoming ridiculous I think um so that's something I think they really need to work on because uh I mean yes, a lot of these games are starting to be like blowouts, but still, those points you you know you're taking off the board so um that that's that's that, that was on my mind all all day yesterday just like can somebody just please kick extra points please.
0: I want to piggyback on this. I like it when we we upset about the same thing. Damn extra points. The crazy part is that it's not one of them, like, insignificant things in this league. You have games where these extra points come into factors. That Crocodiles-Royals game, if the Crocodiles can make extra points, they're tied in that game, and it looks totally different going into the last stretch. It looks totally different. And the Royals maybe aren't forced to make a big play to get up by a touchdown. And then they're only up by a touchdown instead of being up by 10. Like, they missed three extra point attempts. So, there you go. They're down by a field goal. And they missed a field goal. But still, all they had to do is kick an extra point. Same thing with uh, one of the teams scoring the most touchdowns, the Corpio Steelers. They're one game this season, they missed six extra points and only won by a touchdown. They should have won by two. Against the Roosters, they left six points on the board for extra points because they scored seven times, which, you know, they always do when they scored ten times last game. But every game, somebody missed an extra point. Uh, here at AFF, you know, we keep up with the scores. We be updating all the scores, you know, on the Instagram. You know, we got to do a little editing and putting scores. A team scores, and you get the, you get the little graphic ready, you put seven and then they missed the extra point. You got to change the graphic, put the six, get <laughs> uploaded, man. Oh, I'm asking my social media guys, like, are we uploading the scores? And the dude said, like, I got to wait because, you know, you don't know <laughs> if they're going to make the extra point or not. So the news not getting out that fast. Everybody everybody holding their fingers on the button, like, do I press it? Do I save it? Are they going to make the extra point? And that, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. This, this is supposed to be the top league in Europe this year, and people aren't, Doing special teams, they're not making them special. And outside Mm -hmm. of just kicking it, a lot of it isn't even like the kickers. The kickers are are decent, but the the guy snapping it, he doesn't really. He's not a deep snapper. Or if the guy holding it, it's not really his job to hold it. Like looking at the crocodiles, a lot of their snaps are super high, and Timmy Mm -hmm. Thomas had to be like acrobatic just to get them down. There's no way you're gonna get those kicks off. But other teams Mm -hmm. like the Steelers, their snaps are fine, but they're getting them blocked. They got, they're letting mm-hmm. people through on the, on the field goal. Same thing with the Wolverines, letting people in on the block. Like, practice special teams. I know it's Finland, mm-hmm. but practice special teams. That's all it is. Even if you look at, like, kickoff returns and stuff, now I'm getting even broader. Special teams <laughs> are avoided. People are giving up all kinds of yards on returns and kicks because they're not practicing that. I don't want to mm-hmm. hear nothing about, well, it's a short season. We know this has always been a problem. But it's just looking really big this season when every game is potentially a playoff game and people are leaving three, four, five points out there, more like three, four for most teams, six or more for the Steelers because they're scoring so much. But there's a lot of points being left out there. Uh, It's going to be hard Mm -hmm. to pick anybody for the all-star team on the special team. We might not even do it. You know what? We might not even do it because y'all don't deserve it. Y'all don't deserve it. Nobody doing special teams out here. All right, all right, it's all my chance. I went on long. I'm sorry, I wasn't even that upset about it, but I started talking about it, I got into it. All right, now we got our Players of the Week presented by our sponsors, Rare Athletics. Also presented by Perfect Purvis, because I put in on some of these uh, gifts that we're getting to these players. But uh, first up, let's do the Offensive Player. Who do we have, Q?
1: Offensive Player of the Week. None other than Mr. Christian Powell. The uh, the, the I, I I'm speechless right now because I'm trying <laughs> to think of some words to, to to describe the what he does like consistently. Uh, when a, when the ball is in his hand, he had 25 rushes, 352 yards, three touchdowns, 409 total yards. 409. Nights, 409 total yards from one person. One person. <laughs> Yeah, you heard it right. Like Christian Powell is 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 lighting the Maple League up again. I, yeah. I'll say again because he's consistently been doing that. But uh got to be like, MVP said, right now, right? He yeah, gotta be right the now, race. Yeah, yeah. Like right now, he's. I was just about to say that right now, he's like my top candidate for MVP right now, like because we we seen uh, another running back put up some crazy numbers last week, but this dude is like like you just never know what Christian Powell gonna do. I'll just say that you just never know what he's gonna do. But player of the week, offense offense definitely goes in. Man, that's awesome.
0: And then on the defensive side, we're going to go with defensive lineman from the Wassa Royals, Carlos Carrasco, the Spaniard. He had six and a half tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack and one forced fumble against the Crocodiles. Uh, Awesome thing about this guy is he's in the trenches every week. And, you know, it's hard to really stand out, but he was in the backfield so much which is very hard to do when you're going against a Christian Powell type of runner. And obviously, the defense itself gave up some yards, but a lot of that was downfield. But up front, the the Royals really controlled the line of scrimmage, and Carlos was a major reason. He made a lot of plays and kind of dictated that the other team actually would have to run away from him in this game. So big ups to Carlos Carrasco, uh, Defensive Player of the Week. All right, let's go inside the numbers and show you some key team stats from this weekend. Q, you got it first.
1: All right, so we're going to start off with the Helsinki Roosters against the Port Boone Butchers. Um, the Roosters had 528 total yards, zero turnovers. They scored 14 points off the of turnovers, and they never punted the whole game. <laughs> that's, so that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's great right there for an offensive coordinator. That's, I mean, that's, that's amazing right there. Um, the Roosters is definitely playing like the Roosters that everybody know, and uh, it obviously showed uh, from from the stats. I mean, they they pretty much dominate this whole game. Um, the Butchers they were four and thirteen on third downs, and they were one and five on fourth downs, and three turnovers. Uh, you can't play against a team like the Helsingia Roosters uh, with those type of turnovers and those type of uh, statistics. Just period. I mean, like you're not you're not giving yourself a chance if you can't uh, continue drives. Can't get first downs, and uh, and it paid it, it paid, they paid dearly for it. And um, the Helsingian Wolverines, Rings, you know, deserved to win that game.
0: Yeah, um, second game, Senior Crocodiles versus the Russell Royals. Royals got the win, hard fought game, but the Crocodiles outgained the Royals 482 yards to 430. The Crocodiles had two turnovers compared to the Royals, one turnover, and the Royals scored seven points off of turnovers which was the difference in the game, pretty much was one score. The Crocodiles missed three extra point tries, like I, I said earlier. Uh, only one kick. They missed one kick, and then they went for two, I think, twice. But they also missed an extra point. I mean, not an extra point, but an actual field goal in this game. So that was a 45-yarder that they missed. So for them, the turnovers and missed extra points kind of were the difference because you got seven points from turnovers – three extra points and a field goal, that's, what, 13 points they could have had and they lost by 10. Interesting. And then we got the Corp- – oh, Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> then
1: we, sorry. Then we got the Corpio Steelers and the Helsinki Wolverines. Um, the Steelers had 508 total yards to the Wolverines, 107. Um, the Wolverines had negative seventeen rushing Re- hold yards. Hold
0: on, repeat but, that. Repeat that. How many negative, rush yards? <laughs> <laughs>
1: negative seventeen rushing yards. That's that's uh, I mean, that's real bad. If you if you if you watch the game, you can understand why. The, I mean, Corpio stacked on defense. Uh, the Wolverines don't really have a running game besides uh um besides the quarterback, Fortier. So um, that was that's just a terrible stat to have, anyway. But um, the Wolverines also had four turnovers. Three of them was interceptions. Um to the Steelers, zero. Um, the Steelers scored on scored 28 points off of turnovers. So that's that's, every I mean, turnovers. That's, a, that's almost every turn. Yeah, pretty much every turnover. That's that's crazy. So um that's what that's what you want to do. I think as a as a defensive, you know, coordinator, you you're excited about their offense. Definitely a great stat for them. So um that's what you have from the Corpio Steelers and the Wolverines.
0: All right, man. That's your inside the numbers from week three in the Maple League. Alright, so in case you missed it, there were some great performances in week three of the Maple League. In the first game of Roosters against the Portable Butchers, the Roosters running back committee, uh, they had three guys running the ball in this game. They had 13 rushes, 93 yards, and two touchdowns. And That's two, two weeks in a row that the Roosters have done running back by committee and put up almost 100 yards rushing and scores with it. So, they miss Kari, obviously, but they've figured out a system that works for them right now to help them try to finish strong. Miro mm. Cadmary was 18 for 24. 18 for 24. 75% completion rate, 347 yards, six touchdowns. He was mm. owned one. And Miro. And his, <laughs> his top receiver of the day, R2 Ericola, had seven receptions, 121 yards four touchdowns. And then the other receiver, Alex Wasseljeff, six receptions, 116 yards, two touchdowns. That's two finished guys putting up numbers for Miro this week. Uh, on the For the Butchers, they had, you know, one great performance as they usually do from Jabari Harris. He had 136 pass yards, two touchdowns, and then another 127 rush yards. Unfortunately, he did – he was sacked three times in this game. But defensively for the Roosters, Laurie Ajo played defensive line, defensive tackle in this game, had five and a half tackles, two tackles for loss. Just watching him personally, he really held down the middle for that team and really prevented the Butchers from being able to get any type of run game going outside of Jabari scrambling. Also on defensive line, you had Cameron Grill, the French guy. He had three tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, one and a half sack, an uh, interesting thing, and I'm gonna talk about it now instead of later, is they put Cam they put Cam at defensive tackle at nose at nose and three techniques sometimes. And his speed was too much for the Butchers offensive line. Like he he just <clears> shot through the line almost un, untouched right up the middle and made a lot of big plays why his stats were so good. Yeah. And lastly for the roosters, Ville Valtteri Soyanen, my boy, the uh safety had five tackles, two interceptions. Three pass breakups and half a sack.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: was active. Let's just say he was active because he yeah. was, he did his thing on the back end with the PBUs and the interceptions, but he also blitzed a few times and was able to get half a sack. He went in there both sides of the ball. He was everywhere for the Roosters. So that's some of your top performances from the Roosters and Porvu game.
1: All right, and then you got uh, Brandon Gwinnert from the Ro- Boston Royals. And, uh, yeah, he was 16 of 22, 73% passer rating, um, 250 yards. Uh, He threw four touchdowns. Uh, Nico Peterson, one one of the the elite receivers and DBs for the Royals, Um, he had eight receptions, 102 yards, two touchdowns. And then the one and only Alpha July, Alpha Mm. the juice man. Um, The juice man. He had five receptions, 129 yards, and two touchdowns. So Alpha had another great game. Um, Then you had uh, – who else we got on here? You got Yasker Varden, nine tackles, two tackles for loss again. Like, he had a great game. Um, There you go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, last game you got the blowout fashion, Steelers versus Wolverines. Seth Peters was 21 for 28, 75% completion, 366 yards, seven touchdowns. I think that – doesn't that tie, like, Miro's record from last season with the seven touchdowns? It's Probably, up there. Yeah. That's a, I'm pretty sure that's, like, an in-game record, seven touchdowns. It's either first or second, something like that. Maybe Rojo had eight one time. Who knows? But um, on the receiving side for the Steelers, you got Tino Dongo has seven receptions, 180 yards, five touchdowns. Now, let's do some quick math. He caught seven passes and five of them were <laughs> touchdowns. I don't. I don't know the percentage, but that's a very high catch <laughs> touchdown percentage. That's kind of crazy. Most people catch ten passes and not score at all. This guy caught seven, and five of them went to the house, and had 180 yards. Like very long catches for the most part, too, on those touchdowns. And then you have Josh Vanderweerd, who also had nine receptions, 92 yards, one touchdown. He's kind of stepping up as the the possession type receiver for this team. He gets a a lot of volume catches and, I mean, he does, it's not like he's getting really short yards or anything, but he's more of the, you know, seven, eight yard catch guy, might get a 20 here, but Tino's the big down the field threat. And for the Wolverines, I think the, the lone bright spot for them in this game was young linebacker Willie Linforce had five tackles, one forced fumble, which they didn't recover, but If they would have, it would have been very inspiring for them in this game. Um, This linebacker, he didn't play last week for them. He had to go – I think he was in the Army or something like that. But he's really showing up in his second year in the Maple League. And he's he's something for the Wolverines to look at in the future is, hey, we might actually have like a decent linebacker who's homegrown talent. Because he was everywhere in that game. Obviously, he couldn't stop anything, but he was around most of the plays uh, when they did have great plays on defense, and that—that mm-hmm. that is, in case you missed it, those some of the best performances from players in the Maple League Week Three, man. All right, Week Three, we got another victim. Somebody got Coach Q shaking his head. Q, tell us about it.
1: Oh man, Coach Q's. Nah, bro. Moment of the week is coming from the Helsinki Roosters and the uh, Porvo Butchers game. Uh, we got the young bull Ali uh, Lävinen is running through uh, Albert Altonen. Albert Altonen. I love the heart. I love it, but you got to come a little stronger than that. Nah, bro. That ain't gonna do it. That ain't gonna do it right there. But hey, no, it's all love. But this is the nah, bro. Moment of the week. <laughs>
0: All right. So, in other news, talking about football outside of the Maple League in the Division One here in Finland, the Kutka Eagles beat the Pori Bears forty-three to zero. The Tampa Saints beat the UNC Crusaders fifty-two to forty-two, and the Rovaniemi Nordmen beat the East City Giants fourteen to six. Very inter—I mean, interesting games. The Tampa Saints game was a little surprising to me. I didn't watch it, obviously, but I kind of thought the Crusaders and the Eagles were kind of going to run away with this league, but apparently the Saints not letting that happen. But on the women's side, the Tampa, the Saints with another win, 14 to zero against the Helsinki Wolverine ladies. Uh, There's another game for this week is going to be played on Monday, which is a weird time, but that's when they're going to play it is on Monday. It's going to be the Turku Trojans versus the West coast Phoenix. And, Next week, the women's league is going to get into a playoffs, 14 playoffs. So they have next week that playoffs first round, and I think a week or two weeks later is the uh, championship and third place games are played the same weekend. I could be wrong about that. Don't don't take my word for that about the women's playoff schedule. We'll update you next week. (laughs) Um, Football in Europe. There was football played in Denmark, Switzerland, and the Czech Republic this weekend. Matter of fact, while we're recording this, I think there's about to be another game in the Czech Republic this weekend. There's like two more games this weekend. But in Denmark, the Copenhagen Towers beat the Salarad Gold Diggers 29 to 26. And just to give you a little bit of Finnish background, uh, young Miko, why can't I remember his last name? Used, he normally plays center for the Roosters. I can't remember your last name, Miko, but um he's out there playing for the Solar Gold Diggers right now, you know, representing Suomi out there. But they took a tough loss this weekend. In Switzerland, the Kalanda Broncos beat the St. Gallen Bears 47 to 7. And head coach Jeff Buffum, he's I want to say he's like 44, 45 years old. Came out of retirement to play quarterback for the Kalanda Broncos. And he said he had a good time. So that's interesting. And in the Czech Republic, there was two games played. The Pilsen Patriots beat the Prague Mustangs forty-one to twenty-one, and the Brno Singers beat the Brno Alligators twenty-six to seven. And that's football in Europe, man. We cover it all. All right, win or loss, first game of the weekend. Helsinki Roosters destroyed the Porvoo Butchers. Q, do you think? The Roosters won, or the Butchers lost this one. No, the Roosters definitely won
1: this game. Um, they 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 were clicking on all cylinders, man. Defensively, they looked good. Um, offensive, they was they was in a nice rhythm. Nero was getting the ball to all his receivers. The run game was was working good by committee. Um, the Roosters definitely won this game.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think this was a a very good statement game for them they really came out there and said hey we're gonna put it on you and we're not holding back now I will say I did not care for the scoring at the end of the first half when they had 50 something seconds and they decided to throw fades and get an extra touchdown in on a team that they were already beating by 30 points I did not care for that but I, I'm assuming, and I, I really hope that they were doing that because they're trying to, you know, have enough points to get into the playoffs later. But personally, I did not like how the Roosters did that. I felt it was a little disrespectful to the game and to their opponents to do that right before the half. But they definitely won the game. So, when a loss, talking about the Royals defeating the Cineo Crocodiles, what were you thinking, Q? Um, I, picked, I picked the Crocs to win this game.
1: Um, I know the royals probably like man, he pick against us all the time, but I really don't. But um, I, I thought that, honestly, I thought the crocodiles were gonna win this game. And if you look at the stats, um, the crocs outgained them. Um, individually, I think uh, Christian Powell like pretty much almost you know won that game individually. Um, yeah, he helped, but um, just not enough to 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 finish it off. Um, but I you know I give it to the royals. They they did everything they needed to do um to win the game and. Uh, You had Alpha going off again. So, but I I still think the Crocs lost lost that game.
0: I I think the Crocs lost too, and no disrespect to the Royals. Uh, Also, I picked the Crocodiles to win this game. But before any Royals come and attack me online, I would just like to, you know, say out of, you know, defending myself, I picked the Crocodiles to win because I picked both the Royals and the Crocodiles to make the playoffs. The Royals had already won two games, so they kind of clinched a playoff spot. The Crocodiles needed a second win. So for them to win, that would mean that both of them would be in the playoffs, which is what I was hoping for. That's why I picked them. But (laughs) honestly, going into the game, I thought that the Royals were going to be the better team. But watching the game, I kind of feel the same way as what I expected. That I think the Royals are the better team, but I think the Crocodiles can beat them. And I think that they should have beat them in this game. Like you said, Christian Paul's single-handedly. This dude had 400 yards by himself. The fact that this team didn't win is on everybody else. And I know that sounds kind of harsh to anybody that played well. I mean, Alex Germany stripping that ball from Alpha Jallo at the goal line. That was clutch. The only problem is y'all fumbled the ball right afterwards. So it didn't, it didn't change anything in the score. In this game, take away those three extra points. If you make those three extra points throughout the game, it's tied with two minutes left in the game, and the Royals had a ball. Totally different atmosphere for the Royals over the fact that in the actual game, they're up by three, and they had the ball. So they took a shot, and it it worked out for them, and and Alpha scored the game-winning touchdown. But Mm -hmm. if you're tied at that point, they're not thinking, okay, let's just take a shot. They're thinking, how can we meticulously move the ball, get in field goal range and win this game, which gives your defense a better chance of staying on the field and maybe creating something. So stuff like that is why I think the the Crocodiles really lost this game. And I, I say this with a heavy heart, the Crocodiles are one quarterback away from being a top two or three team. Because legitimately, we can say right now, Quopeo is the best-looking team. Royals are second. The Crocodiles are third. But yeah. they could be second easily if they had a quarterback capable of getting them the plays they needed when they needed them. You can, you can have Christian Powell run for 400 yards, basically get 400 yards of all purpose in this game. But when they needed plays in a passing game, they were not there. There was a couple plays, Timmy Thomas, uh, Nathaniel Robitaille, they made plays when they could. But there was a lot of plays left out there where Spencer Cutlin threw the ball into the dirt, or the receiver had to dive for the ball and couldn't catch it and run because of the bad placement of it. And there's no – it's not a knock on Spencer as an athlete, but as a quarterback, hes he doesn't have the skill set to make those very simple plays they were sometimes, even – a simple bubble route or even a swing route to a running back where inaccurate balls in the ground, and it costs you plays. And in a game like this where literally I think three points really was the difference in this game, it could have been the difference between them winning and losing was having a capable quarterback of making these simple reads and throws. They have the offense set up where Christian Powell is a man amongst boys. So you don't mm. you don't need a aerial assault to win – with this team, but you do need somebody that can manage the game at a, at a, a basic quarterback level. And Spencer Cutlan isn't that right now. And that's why they lost. I think they really lost because they went and they're going into these games each week handicapped, one, one hand tied behind their back by not having a serviceable quarterback. And it, it's really a shame because I, I really feel like they were the, the better team in this game. They should have been the team that won, but it is what it is. Congratulations, Royals. And then we got the third
1: game of the, of the week, uh, the weekend, the Steelers versus Wolverines. Uh, Purvis, what do you think? Uh, did the Steelers win this game or the Wolverines lost it?
0: Look, someone <laughs> sent me a message on Facebook earlier to ask me what I thought about this game, and I sent them back the little Kevin Hart gift. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That—that's all it really was. Like, I want to talk so much about what the Steelers did because they really—they went out there and won. They put it on them. Put up seventy. Kudos. I think last year my question was, can you score more points? Um, I think the the Roosters got a fifty burger with cheese because they had sixty. If anything, the Steelers had a a fifty burger with cheese, bacon, onions, <laughs> lettuce, tomato, all the way a triple patty, and 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 a side of fries and a, and a large coat. They had a full meal out there. That's what they did. They put up all the points you could. They scored ten touchdowns, put up seventy. Like that's a a lot of points to score on somebody. But the Wolverines never really had a chance. From the beginning of this game, it looked like they were just the lesser team, and they never responded at any point. Early in the game, when Sebastian Sané got that long touchdown pass, you're thinking, okay, we got to fight. And that's the last we heard of him. Like, that was it. (laughs) And that's no knock on him, but that's just the way the game went for the Wolverines. They never really were in it. But kudos to the Steelers, man. I, I loved everything they did. Their defense looked dominant. AJ Whitley made a huge difference. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like having him and and as well as having uh Max DeFalcus at safety, that defense looks so different than week 1. And even week 1 it was decent but it gave up a lot of points. They the Wolverines had no chance. They only had 100 yards total, negative 17 rushing, and this defensive front was everywhere. Um, I'm trying to remember everybody's name. You had Yanni Lindquist. You had Big Sharp Penhero in there. Cadell King, Simi Raji, uh, Timmy Tuominen. Everybody was making plays. Like everybody on his defense. Of course, AJ Wentland. Uh, you dropped the interception, though. AJ, he hit you in the hands with that. Yeah, calling you out. <laughs> but but other than that, like this this front was everywhere, and they were making all the plays. And it was just it was really impressive to see. For probably the first time this season, a defense play defense. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about it. What about you?
1: Um, I think the same thing. I mean, Corpio was balling, man. You can you can see that that defense was like they was all over the place. They was running to the ball like they looked like a well coached oil machine um, yeah. defensively. Like that's what you want. Like like we said earlier in the in the, in the season, um, it didn't look like a lot of people were focusing on their defense. Um, you know, it was just more offensive heavy. Everybody was kind of offensive heavy when they was doing their signings, and Corpio did both. They 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 already had some stuff on offense. So what they did is they they padded up their defense, and and now it's paying off. They look like, I mean, it's the best defensive game I've seen so far. Um, just pure dominance, uh, and then, like you said, AJ uh, Wintlin out there looking like a land shark for real. Uh, <laughs> You know, them them dude, that dude is, is active. He's active out there. And I think when you got that type of energy at your linebacker position, it makes everybody else comfortable. Everybody else feeds off of it. And um they it just showed in that game. The Wolverines just they just didn't have enough, or you know, they didn't have anything, you know, besides a long touchdown pass. Like other than that, it was it was a dominant game.
0: Yeah. So Steelers definitely
1: won that one. Actually. Steelers definitely won that game.
0: All right, let's ask the tough questions for these teams going into week four, playoff inf- playoff implications pretty much in every game. First game we got is going to be the Wolverines versus the Butchers. Uh, what is a, a question you have for the Wolverines that need to be answered this week, Q?
1: Um, I think the Wolverines really need to show now uh, what team are they going to try to bring into the playoffs. Um, they need a, a, another win right now um, yep. to get in a rhythm. Definitely. Um, so I need to know from the Wolverines, are, are, are you going to be the team that, that paper-wise says you're gonna, you, you can beat, or are you going to keep having these uh, inconsistent games where some, sometimes you, you're putting up a lot of numbers and the offense looks okay, and then, you know, this, this past game, it was just we're just going to try whatever we can type of thing. So my question to the Wolverines uh, in this upcoming game, are you going to get a, a, a solidified win and a and a dominant one.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll talk about the butchers in this game. Um my question to the butchers uh it's a simple one. Um can you win in the Maple League? The 3 weeks, no wins. This is another opportunity. Um we saw a Wolverines team on Saturday that looks beatable. Looks very beatable. So this is your opportunity. I think the Butchers missed their – their best opportunity to get a win was week one, and they gave up a 21-point lead. So obviously we don't want to see that, but they haven't put together a full four-quarter game. And the Wolverines are a team that also hasn't put together a full four-quarter game. So this could be the perfect storm for them. And I don't know about the exact playoff implications, but from my understanding, the Butchers could you know slide into it by winning these last two games because they would ruin records for some of these other teams that are in the playoff hunt. So can you win in the Maple League? That's all I want to know from you. So moving to the second game of the weekend, we got the Roosters versus the Royals. What is the question you have for the Helsinki Roosters? Um,
1: my question for the Helsinki Roosters would probably be, uh, are you ready to show that, 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 that Roosters football, that, that we just seen them, you know, put on this past weekend? Or are they ready to do that against Wassa? Now, I think Wassa is – the Royals are going to be – this game is going to be a pretty interesting game yeah. um, because the, the matchups, I feel like the Roosters have everything to beat the Royals. Um, but I also feel like offensively the, the Roosters have an advantage. Um, I think it will be hard for the Royals to match up Against the the Roosters' offense, so my question would be to the Roosters: Are, are we going to see the dominant Rooster uh, team as a whole, um, or are we're going to get one of those, you know, that corpio, the first corpio game type of situations? Like, or, or are you going to be, you know, putting up stats but also giving up a lot? So my question to the Roosters would be: Like, are, are you going to come in and dominate this Royals team, or are we going to have a shootout? Yeah,
0: that makes sense. For the the Royals, I'm going to ask. Are you for real? Uh, I know it seems a little late to be asking that for a team that's 3-0, and but look at the three teams you beat. You, you beat three teams that we don't really see much from. You beat the Butchers, you beat the Crocs, and who else did they beat? I'm trying to remember. Butchers, Crocs. Who else did Butchers, they beat? Hey. Who did they play?
1: <laughs> they played it. So, uh, did they No, nah, they
0: didn't beat the Wolverines, did they? Did they
1: beat the Wolverines? Yeah, they did beat the Wolverines.
0: That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> are, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, anyways, you beat you beat 3 teams that we're not, you know, saying they're really that great anyways. There's 3 teams that we think aren't are borderline bubble, but now you're playing the, the roosters who we're not sure if they're great either. But are you for real because this is the type of game where a team that's already clinch the playoff berth, could say, okay, let's take it easy and try not to go full tilt against the Roosters, who don't look like the best team in the league anymore anyways. I would call that problematic because I don't care if you won three games or not, you haven't proven you're the best team until you've beaten everybody, and the Roosters are another team. And we've seen the Royals play games, the first two games of the season where actually all three of their games – you could say that they they didn't play a full four quarters. Even in this last game, they won technically, but it, there was times where it looked like they probably should have lost this game. The first two games, they waited until the second half to actually play. We know that you cannot do that type of stuff against the, the Roosters. I don't care if they only got one win. They're still who they are. They're not a team that you can take lightly. So I want to know, are the Royals for real? We put you on this pedestal now. You're 3-0. and We said you're the second best team in the league. Now, a lot of teams this year, when we say you're good, they go and fuck it off. Sorry for that. <laughs> they go and fuck it <laughs> off. And then we over here fighting all the trolls online about what's really going on. So, Royals, are you for real? Are you committed to going to this to the last week of the season at 4-0? and and then saying, "Okay, Steelers, let's go." Not looking too far in the future, <laughs> but in this game, you have to beat the Roosters to show us that you are for real. I'm probably gonna pick and, y'all this week, though. I'm definitely gonna pick. And
1: y'all. and <laughs> and the piggyback off of kind of what you're saying. Um, yeah. What I want to know from the Royals are are um, my like you said already for real. I I think I think they have that. That it factor when it comes to these games. And that comes from like they're just culture. They just fight. Like no yeah. matter what, they fight, yeah. they play hard. Um, but if they win this game, that's pretty much first round home game
0: mm-hmm. for the playoffs.
1: If they win this game, I believe. Yeah. So um this is a clincher. This yeah. is a clincher for the Royals. Like, and this that is big. If anybody that 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 hasn't been to Finland and know the, the distance. Um, of going to play in in Vasa, like a team, you, they're pretty much going to have to go the day before, um, just to get in, just to play that game. So it's a, I think this is a real, real important game. It'll probably be the best game of the weekend in my eyes. Um, so the Royals definitely, are, 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 like you said, are, are you for real? Like are are, you are they ready to? And, and they're not even stacked. Like the Royals yeah. aren't even stacked import wise. Like they're not even stacked like that. They just got the imports that they do have are super important, and they show up uh, when they need them to. And that's what you bring imports in for, um, not to be average. And the Royals have above-average
0: imports. so Yeah, definitely. the Probably the best import group so far. Yeah. I mean, not counting the Steelers. I, mean, I feel like Steelers have so many that it's not as, as hard for them. But anyways, uh, last game, uh, we got the Crocodiles versus the Steelers. What's the question you want to see a Crocodiles answer? Ooh. Um,
1: are you going to get another win? Are you going to get another win? Um, this is going to be a tough one for them. This is going to be a tough one for them. Like, what plan do they have for this? Um, although, I think talent-wise, they, they, they kind of equal talent-wise as far as imports, as far as local – like, not to say local players, but I say as far as imports, the imports are going to have to really show up on both sides of the ball for the Crocs this game. And and not just show up, but they're gonna have to have some major effects on this game. And uh the Crocs, the question I have for them really is uh, can you can you upset can you upset them in this game? Cause that's the answer. It ain't it ain't more so of can you win the game? It's just I think everybody's probably
0: picking Corpio to win this game. So um what are you gonna do? Uh I'm I was sitting there trying to think of a question for the Steelers. I'm like, uh it's it's just a tough one. I mean, I think again, all the pressure is gonna be on the crocodiles, but for the Steelers going into this game, I I guess my, my question would would be, are you are you, do you uh it's it's hard to say it. Uh are we are we trying to pad stats or are we trying to develop? I wanna know if that's what you're trying to do in this game. Obviously, you're going to have your starters out there. It's not. It's still too early to say, oh, well, we already clinched home field. You got to win at least four games to clinch home field. But I feel like this is one of them, I think this is going to be a similar game to what we saw with the Wolverines. I, I don't think that the Crocodiles' defense can handle this offense. I think their offense might be able to do some things, and I, I think this is probably going to be Christian Powell's toughest test outside of that week one shenanigans – but my my question for the Steelers would be is in this game you're going to get ahead. You're going to get ahead by a lot in my opinion. Are you going to, you know, just put your foot on their throat and just keep putting up stats offensively and then leaving all your starters in defensively so they can get their stats or are you are you sprinkling in younger guys? Are you trying to develop some guys so that when the playoffs come there's some no names that we don't know that can show up and have that confidence to help you You know, win the Maple Bowl. So that's my question: is Is this going to be one of those stat games? Are you gonna, or am I going to see some fresh faces in the game contributing as you try to work them into the mix going into the playoff stretch? Mm. I feel feel like that's a tough question. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely gonna be a tough question. Okay, so the Maple League is. Back on Thursday with the Wolverines traveling to the Butchers. Then the Roosters are going to host the Royals on Friday, and the Crocodiles have the Steelers on Saturday. Uh, Our football panel, you know, we pick the expert, we pick the winners each week on the Instagram account at American Football in Finland. Feel free to find us in the comments with your thoughts. Right now, I am in first place at 6 3. And it's a very short lead because everybody else is five and four. <laughs> it's always close. So it, it could go any way. I think um, Coach Tuomas and the Finnish Swami, were 3-0 and last week. And I think me and Q were both 2-1. and one. And I think this week I'm pretty sure we're all going to have the same picks. Just just looking at it right now, unless somebody decides to be crazy, I think we're all going to have the same picks, which means I'm winning. I That's all I'm trying to do. I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna have the same picks this week though. I don't know. I think that Roosters and Royals game. Uh we might it might be some splitting in there probably. You think so? Well that's on you. Well yeah. I don't know. I, I can't I can't pick against the Royals because I picked against them last week. They're gonna be upset at me out there. Every
1: time that I pick
0: against the Royals, they win. Okay, so we got two weeks left of games, but let let's talk about, you know. Playoff implications right now the Steelers are three and oh, the Royals are three and oh, and then you have Wolverines, Crocs, Roosters, all one and two. So let's just say for parity, those top two teams they're going to make the playoffs. Even if they go three and two, they're going to make the playoffs. Mm. Let's just assume that those, those two teams are going. So you got three teams trying to get two spots. How do you think it's going to play out? We got Butchers versus Wolverines. Mm -hmm. So let's just play devil's advocate and say that that's one game the Wolverines can win. And then you got Roosters versus Royals, Crocs versus Steelers. Let's just assume that they both lose. Just say the better team is going to always win. and So that means next week the Wolverines are two and two, and then the Crocs and Roosters are both one and three. And then you'll have mm-hmm. for that last weekend of games, you're gonna have the Wolverines and the Roosters, which means if the Roosters beat them, then they, they'll both be two and three. And then you have the crocodiles mm-hmm. and the butchers. And let's just assume the butcher the crocodiles are gonna beat the butchers like everybody else, then they'll be two and three. Mm-hmm. And I don't even care Chippers. about the Steelers Royals. But that, yeah. just assuming if if my thought is that the Wolverines, crocodiles, and the roosters are all gonna be two and three. Mm. I don't know how the playoffs work in this system.
1: <laughs>
0: so I, I really don't, but I I know that like right now at at the one and two, I mean the the list says Wolverines Crocs Roosters. I don't know if that has anything to do with like which wins or losses they had, or what? Mm. But I I do know that out of all three teams, the Roosters are the only team with a positive points for and points against, and then the Crocodiles are a negative five, and the Wolverines like negative eighty because they just got blown out craziness. Yeah. So, just looking at the implications, we could be looking at a three way go for playoffs going into the, the last weekend That's mm-hmm. just thoughts we're just putting out there in the universe in case anybody else want to float them back to us. But what do you think about like the playoff picture, what it looks like right now? Man, it's,
1: it's, it's crazy that it's uh it's so open in them spots right now. Yeah. Um, because it's going, it's definitely going different for the roosters. Um, because I think a lot of people expect them to kind of, you know, always be in the top two teams. Mm-hmm. And I, do, I, but I do feel like, um, If the Roosters, I won't say if this is crazy. I even have to say that if they, they will probably they're like, I'm gonna say if the Roosters make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, which I've never really had to say before, um, in this situation, I think they're gonna be a different team come playoff. They get they probably get Kari back, um, some of the other guys that have been kind of hurt. I think they'll play you know, Nico quick. uh, I just think they, they're more versed in this, in this, this, I feel like they'll get the nod um, to play If some kind of way. I don't know how they're going to make the decision. If it comes, if it plays out the way that you said, I feel like the Roosters, they're not going to leave the Roosters out of this playoffs. Like, I just, I just don't, I think they've been, they've just been around too long. And and I think, but like you say, they'll have to explain, how they made the choice, so um, or maybe they thought you know I don't know if they counted as like better wins or or more impressive wins, and maybe that's why the rooster was trying to uh, score, you know try to score. Yeah. So, um, but like you said, we'll, we'll find out after this this week this this yeah, upcoming this, week we'll find yeah, out
0: <laughs> after week four. Like it's gonna be crazy figuring out what's going yeah. on. So yeah, we just yeah. will do a little update and see what the playoff picture kind of looks like. All right, so that's it for this episode of American Football in Finland. Hope it is worth the listen and the watch. Q, any last words before we go?
1: No, I'm just uh, excited about the upcoming week, man, and I wish everybody good luck and be safe.
0: All right, so if you enjoy the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate us five stars as well. Anything less tells us you're a hater. You can follow us on the Gram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. Also, we're on YouTube now, so go subscribe to the channel, American Football in Finland on YouTube. Until next time, never forget. T-I-F.